All right, welcome to the Digital Dudes Podcast. I'm David. I'm Reed. And we have a special guest today that is with us. It's Nicole Brennan. The Digital Dudette. Digital Dudette. <laughs> She's uh, head of, what did you say, VP? Client services. Yeah, thanks. I was going to say everything, but. Just about. <laughs> yeah. it, so in this episode, we just quickly review what um, what our trip to Google last week was like. So what was, what was cool and what our individual meeting went like with the head of the Google Acceleration Program. We give our top tips and expectations. So they talk about picking a niche and using technology to scale and how many accounts a campaign manager should be handling. Um, and they also talk about you can't sit still because the number of agencies in the world is dying off. They say that more and more is getting automated, so you can't just keep relying on humans. And we talk about some of the great guest speakers um, that they had at the program. But we also were just joking that this may be uh, a podcast that we may not want to air because we get a little gripey uh, at times about what our experience was like. So if you want to know what we didn't want to air, keep listening. They do have nice mints. <laughs> <laughs> And out. So, Reed. David. We're here with a special guest today. Who might that be? Nicole Brennan. That Hello, is a special everyone. guest. <laughs> yeah. Cha-ching. She's uh, our third co-founder, my wife as well, and then... What's your new title? VP of Client Services and Strategic Accounts. Nice. Well, the three of us just got off of, I think it was four weeks straight of travel, and this is our first week back before we hit it again. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if we can uh, say that we got off of it because we're about to roll right into it. Yeah. Just trying to keep up with the time zones. That's right. I have not. Been. <laughs> the calendar <laughs> invites are all over the place right now. Yeah. Every time Google asked me to reset, like, would you want to, change your time zone to this? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. can't tell. Yep. Um, well, last week we actually uh, spent a good about amount of time in California, but we originally went out to California for the Google Acceleration Summit, which uh, was new to me. And apparently after we got there, we realized it was new to everybody because it turned out to be their first inaugural Acceleration Summit. Um, so we thought we'd just do a quick recap. We we are on, under NDA with Google, so there's certain things we can't talk about, but, you know, the things that we feel safe to talk about, I, I f felt it would be good to hit while, while they're fresh. So, Reed, I don't know, um, do you want to maybe go over, set the stage of, like, Google Acceleration, Google Partner, Google Premier Partner, like, what are, what the heck are all these things, and why is this different? Yeah, well, there's probably a gazillion Google partners, so that just means basically you're doing business with Google, and then there's the Google Premier Partner, which is... Well, Sorry, for a number, they said 85,000 Google partners. Which, for me, means a gazillion. That is a gazillion. Yeah. It's more toes. Yeah. More, more than we have toes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and then among those 85,000, uh, based on performance and uh, support levels and all this other criteria that they wrap into it, uh, you can qualify for their premier partnership program. And there's probably less than 200 of those worldwide, so that really does mean something. We... Uh, as David often points out, I got to that point about quicker than any agency we know of, um, not to pat ourselves on the back, but it was pretty fast. Uh, and it then kind of blew our minds so much that we even, we weren't sure to reply to Google and ask, was this a mistake right. <laughs> until later on? Right. And we were like, Oh, wait a second. I'm no, we actually earned this. Thing. Yeah. I'm still afraid to ask that question. <laughs> Um, so yeah, then the summit, the acceleration, uh, program, which led us to the summit is just basically the, 
who they deem as high potential, like within um, those agency partners. So they saw Digible is uh, between, I think, our technology and, and what we're doing in the multifamily sector is um, a high potential agency partner. And it, you know, extended us the invite to, to be a part of this acceleration program and then eventually uh, yeah, culminated in the summit that we were at last week. So hopefully that clears it up. So we have four dogs in the office today. Everyone just about cleared out of here, and you guys cracked some beers to go through this. And of course, we still have our Frenchie and our boxer here, and our Frenchie just puked right on the carpet beneath oh, us. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Nice. I thought you were going to say she left an air biscuit. Uh, we're going to have to clear out the room. I'm actually glad it was throw up, uh, especially knowing I'm not probably going to clean that up. Oh, <laughs> my God. We got this white carpet down here. We'll be back in two minutes. Stay tuned. I think we keep rolling. It just uh, couldn't help pass it by. Out. All right, Nicole's going to sneak out oh, and take wow. care of this. That is a good wife. <laughs> That's not the first time. VP of everything. Um, yeah, sorry. So I totally lost track of what you were talking about. I just was clearing in the air as you asked me to about what the hell Google ah, yeah. partner, premier partner, accelerator programs and all that stuff is. So, yeah, setting the stage. We're off to California. Um, headed to the summit, not fully knowing what to expect other than a pretty broad agenda, I'd say. Um, nonetheless, excited. So I think we went into it very, of course, open-minded, but curious about, uh, you know, who else was going to be there, um, you know, what kind of depths, I guess, we get into on some of the, the key topics that keep hitting us uh, in the industry. And um, not to, I guess, spoil or jump ahead, but I, I came away with mixed, mixed emotions. Um, there's definitely some, some very cool, uh, speakers and, um, some nuggets that we got, I think from some of last year's panel. And then there was some not cool stuff, uh, or not as cool stuff. So, um, yeah, I thought good way to put this would be like, David, what did you really think was cool? And what did you think kind of sucked? Well, first, first <laughs> off, I'll say like, I, I wasn't sure what to expect cause I've been to, a, I think this is my third like Google, I'll say air quotes, like conference or whatever that they invite you to that you don't pay for. Um, and they're, all of them I've been to have been very small, like intimate affairs about the same size where there's like maybe 20 companies there. Or so, um, and in the prior ones, I didn't have, it was exciting to go visit Google and, and I don't know, rub shoulders and finally put it, put a face to somebody and be able to say like, now I have your email address and I can hit you up. But I was never like blown away. Cause they, they're, as someone put it there, they, um, they they're very good at saying nothing right uh, like just sort of like walking the company line but they just want you to get the shine of being there or that's what it's felt like most of the time but this summit what they so the promise of it was that hey we're going to help you guys accelerate i'll put in air quotes your your growth your company that's they, uh two air quotes already. for anybody that's counting yeah <laughs> it's a drinking game yeah then uh b but they said like you'll be able to talk to product experts Google engineers, and then even data scientists um, and be able to pick their brain. I was like, okay, well, maybe this will be something a little bit more. And since this is the first one of these, perhaps they're going to roll out, roll out the red carpet. Um, so what I, I guess I'll, yeah, what I liked, it's harder to, <laughs> harder to come with the actual positives here. I thought it was good to get to talk more with our Google rep, to talk more to, like, the guy that runs the Google uh, Accelerate program and the Google Partnership program, and more of just try to make an impact on that. I know, like, day two, or I guess night one, you and I probably gave them more than they were expecting. 
so maybe we'll jump straight to that. But like basically, the summit starts where you have these um, you have these sessions and all all the stuff that we'll get into later. But at the end of the day, they had scheduled a forty five minute meeting with us, saying like, "Hey, we'll just quickly review. We'll touch base. Meetings at six p.m. So summit ends at five. Then you have like an hour of cocktail hour, and then we get to meet with the head of the program. So Nicole, I, and Reed uh, get pulled up to the second floor, or whatever of the sale Google Sales Building, because this is the this is the campus for salespeople. They said that they keep moving them further and further away from the engineers. And we sat down, and uh, the head of the program said, hey, I'm only going to be maybe, – maybe I can stay for half an hour. Next thing you know, two hours later, <laughs> we're trying to wrap up with him. I think he just felt totally chained, uh, you know, locked in the room with us. So maybe he got more than he bargained for. Yeah, I started to see a couple beads of sweat going down his forehead about 45 minutes in. Like, what the hell? Who are these guys? Um, let's back up though, before we get into that, that, um, yeah, two hour marathon meeting and let's ask Nicole putting you on the spot here. What was your first impression, Nicole, of the Google acceleration summit? Yeah, that's a good question. Cause for me, I haven't had a ton of exposure to Google, um, outside of the webinars that I've, you know, heard from them uh, at a past life at, you know, this company, we've had a ton of exposure to them, but I've never been to a Google event. Um, and I guess I would agree with all that was said. Um, I think I had higher hopes, but was a little bit underwhelmed. Um, the content wasn't as meaty as I was hoping for, but that being said, they did bring in a lot of good speakers. So the pluses that I have were more from the outside speakers they brought in than the actual Google presentations. Yeah, I didn't mean to be super Debbie Downer. You're right. In fact, they even copped up, copped up to that. I think towards the end of the summit, they were like, we've always been told that it's our guest speakers that everybody's really thrilled about and our, yeah, they, were they, awesome. they don't actually want to end up hearing much more from the Google, like, you know, payroll. Um, but that's interesting because they had a ton of Google presentations. I thought more so than I was expecting. Like there was, a, you know, I don't know, 10 plus people that spoke from Google in a day and a half. That yeah. was about the Kool-Aid. I think they were just trying to get everybody if you weren't already drinking and drinking as much Google Kool-Aid as you could get. And some of the partners that were there, that was perfect for. Um, we weren't one of them. And it's right. not to, you know, act, I guess, arrogant or like we're special or anything. But our business model, as we found out, that in that marathon meeting uh, that night is very different than, than most of their partners. But what was surprising, to, I think, all three of us is that they had a lot of tech partners in there that weren't yep. really your your standard um, agency, you know, reseller of PPC. And that's where I think all three of us got some some value and, and had a lot more curiosity um, with some of those different companies, which, you know, we can eventually highlight at some point. But well, getting, oh, go ahead. I was going to flip the tables back on you. I mean, there are some good sessions we'll get into that um, where I do have a lot of positive sentiments. So we are grateful for going, as you're saying. But mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, they're, they're, they did ask for, where they can improve, and we have plenty of feedback there. But back to you, return serve. What was your, you know, what did you think? What was cool, and what was what sucked? Very <laughs> deliberate pause there. Um, well, for me, it's more like what didn't suck. Um, I was I was more disappointed, and I, I'm not trying to blow up our partnership with Google because uh, I think they need to hear this if for, for by some chance that they listen to this podcast. 
Um, my biggest issue was that there wasn't much dialogue. I think that was a big, big miss on their part. So not only were they, you know, kind of shoving the Kool-Aid down our throats, but then at the end of these sessions, like Nicole mentioned, there's probably eight to 10 speakers. There was no Q and a, and that's by design. So I've had a lot of exposure, uh, over the years as a Google partner. So it didn't surprise me, but it still managed to disappoint me. I thought perhaps, you know, knowing that we were under this MNDA and did retinal scans, you know, before we walked in that, that we would be, um, I guess, more courageous, you know, collectively and, and get to talk about things more honestly. So that really frustrated me. I almost had a hard time getting past anything else. Um, but I do agree um, as far as what didn't suck, uh, the outside speakers that Nicole mentioned, and probably the biggest win for me uh, was the panel from last year's crop. So they had three companies up there that were represented that had gone through same program and uh, come out you know, in a very good spot, I guess. Um, and they were just, you know, wanting us to be able to ask them direct questions about their experience, how to get more out of the relationship, um, you know, kind of pitfalls and then, uh, areas that, you know, we can benefit from to potentially scale faster than we already have. So I thought that was really valuable dialogue. I was hoping we'd carry that forward into like a breakout or a workshop where we could do more of that. Cause ultimately they left us to our own devices when it came to the networking. I think they should have facilitated that more. Instead it was just like, Hey, we're going to give you, you know, an hour and a half lunch break instead of like the standard 45 minutes. And this is your chance to go talk to everybody and figure out like what they're doing. And that just, uh, you know, it's not that that's bad, but um, missed opportunity from my perspective. Yeah, I would say that um, I don't think we set the stage of who else was there. But when we first walked in, we weren't sure who else we'd be seeing based on because we didn't know as much about the Accelerate program. Um, but it ended up being a lot. I don't know, maybe 80 percent were typical. I say typical agencies like service oriented. They run really? paid search you on YouTube. So? 80%. I felt like it was less. I felt like we walked into like the United Nations, except like, you know, the, uh, the second crop of countries or whatever. And I'm not meeting this. <laughs> I just, second world. Yeah. We're second yeah, world. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I barely, everybody had an accent, you know, when I first walked in, that was yeah. my experience. I was like, do any of you guys do what we do? And that's when I figured out that there was a lot of these tech companies. I'm not saying that there weren't standard resellers, but 80% sounds high to me. Yeah, well, maybe it's more that it seemed like most folks there um, ended up, they do some sort of services and they may be trying to transition into a tech, which is similar to us. Um, so even like, um, well, I was thinking about like some of those SEO companies, some of those, as they call them, like um, enablers, what did they call it? Ecosystem enablers, um, it, which, is a, which is a similar model to us where it's like they start with services and then they move into tech or they have a tech, but... Nobody can really use the tech without some sort of service agreement with it. Um, like our friends at Tambourine, is it, down there in Miami? Yeah, but, Hotels. I mean, they weren't part of this, but, yeah. yeah I mean, similar, just, yeah. 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 The, um, you did have me hit on something. That, oh, the United Nations. Everyone did have, well, there were a lot of folks from South America, Central America, um, and then Canada. So Canada was, was MIA, never. That, oh, they didn't show. Hey, That's where right. are our friends from Canada? They were supposed to be there. <laughs> Got real <Nobody> quiet. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. knew, they knew something we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then a lot of the panel that they had uh, presenting was all tech company, though. They, they right. I mean, they did services, but they were all, they had all moved into a tech company. Right. And yet most of the content was geared around how do you move a services company into a company that can scale better? Because as we learn later on, they don't, 
they said the jury is still out on these ecosystem enabler companies, these companies like that may help you do better bid budget management or something like that, but that don't actually just go out and equal revenue for Google. And they put us right now more in, they were thinking of us more like a services company, but as they learned more about us, they were like, okay, actually maybe you guys are more of this ecosystem company, which they were like, it's not necessarily bad, but it might be bad. <laughs> I think it's just undefined for them. I think they have so many different companies that are in this ecosystem bucket that are more tech-based, that have huge potential, um, that they're trying to figure out what that acceleration or partner program looks like. So while, yes, we were reassured that it wasn't bad, it definitely seems undefined and still a work in progress. Yeah. Well, I hope that is an epiphany really for them that right. because as we listened to the panel and David mentioned that those three were really tech companies and they, I don't want to say they all started like us in a very service capacity, but um, this is the evolution of digital agencies. And that's kind of the bigger picture that I was hoping we talk more openly about. It's like, what does an infrastructure look like, you know, now or even a few years ago for a digital agency versus what we should expect moving forward? Like who and how are you staffing up? How does the org chart change? And so, you know, when, when I was listening to all that, it's like, um, don't you guys realize that all of us are having to adapt and become more tech-focused um, agencies where it's not the point-and-shoot reseller that you're used to? And therefore, it seems like, you know, they should start to build out more of a custom track f for that purpose. Sorry, go ahead, Dave. No, they, they did talk a lot about they're almost talking out of both sides because on one in one sense they were hoping everybody there would just go out and, and sling more Google ads. They didn't really want to hear about like if you run email or paid social or whatever. In fact, they called it the F word about Facebook. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't they they weren't really receptive there. They were just like, "Can you sell more YouTube? Because we would like to do that." Um, and but at the same time, they did the whole thing was that how do we accelerate you guys and build you for scale? They didn't, as you said, go into org structure on their own. They were like, hey, you guys should apply AI or you should apply machine learning. And then they were like, but don't go out and buy someone else's machine learning. Use Google's machine learning. And they were like, if you do buy someone else's, test ours against theirs. So they were touting their own tools, but they were very quick to not want you to use these tech platforms or build your own. And then um, they also didn't have very clear examples about how they wanted you to apply it to become better. So the panel, when they when we did do an FAQ with those guys or whatever, a Q&A, they were like, um, someone said, hey, the golden number was always to get to 100 um, advertisers for C per CM. So basically 100 accounts per, per CM. <laughs> My phone is like 15 feet away, and it still went off. Um but the, the guys on the panel were like, oh, we've always struggled to get past 30, 40, 50 accounts. And I think you wanted more of the like, hey, it's been more successful to have X amount of AMs to an account load, X amount of CMs to an account load. When should you – getting into those nuts and bolts about building the company versus this like magical wand of like use machine learning. Totally. Yeah. I asked directly, what, where do you guys see that intersection between labor and technology, you know, for companies like us that – Clearly, like a staple of who we are is, you know, Google. It's like, you know, that's 60% of our revenue right now. Um, but we are trying to find ways to better scale this, but still keep our culture. And that's one of the toughest, I think, questions to address is as people are all looking for opportunities through AI and ML to better scale, where does that leave your employees? And, you know, I think it's an exciting challenge, frankly. I believe all of us see it that way. And how our campaign managers and account managers are going to evolve, you know, over the next few years. 
Because while I think we can get by um, and maybe even flourish on some level with like kind of our current model, um, that's not what I, I'm looking forward to. I don't think that's what Nicole's looking forward to or what you're looking forward to. Uh, but it's not an easy question to answer because so many people are used to kind of those point and shoot roles within this whole space. And how do they evolve? I mean, we saw this, or I've seen this a lot in my career, more on local media. It's like, how do local media reps evolve and become more, uh, stay relevant, let's say, in the digital world? And now I think I'm seeing basically a a new kind of chapter unfold where it's like, how do the the digital folks that have been in the game for the last 10 years evolve with an AI ML type world? Yeah, it's really interesting. The only, I mean, the, the whole conference, they're trying to say like, how else, how can we help build up your company to to do things better and when they gave example or to grow faster and when they gave examples to us uh the panel was the one that said you should aim for 100 accounts google wouldn't give a number there but google did have a a session if i don't know if you guys remember but it was like hey um you guys like should be touching accounts more frequently than like every six months and then they were like, oh, for your mid-tier accounts, maybe you should try to touch them every quarter. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, if you can get these real bomb accounts, these really big ones, maybe you guys should touch those monthly. Consider it, but, you know, let's at least try to get to once a quarter. And it almost, like, it didn't hit me as much at the time as it did now when it's like they're they're used to, I guess, like dealing with these partners that are more set it and forget it and, like, hey, I'll only come back to the customer if they complain. It reminds me of the Yellow Page days, like, selling digital, where it's like, I talk to you once a year. For them to say, like, don't worry about trying to get to somebody once a month. Work on just getting to them once a quarter. That kind of blew my mind. Yeah, Nicole, so your out team, of touch with reality. Yeah, I mean, you guys right now, you guys try to do 60 accounts per person, so well, well underneath what they did, and your service level is still touching them every month if not twice. But is it out of touch with our, with our reality, which, you know, take as a, as a compliment to, to digital, but I feel like there are quite a few agencies out there where that is acceptable and it's just not for us. And we obviously say this, this podcast isn't about uh, promoting ourselves Mm -hmm. or whatever, but it's good sometimes for uh, just to kind of get that context when they're in the room and all these people and they think that that's normal for us that, yeah, that would never meet the mark. Yeah, I would say like maybe it's just one more affirmation to where, I mean, Google used to, uh, people even criticize it now. They use it as a joke. Like they did it at the beginning of this conference. Like, hey, has anybody ever had the phone number for Google? It's like it's a bad running joke that there's a, besides them always joking that they were standing between us and lunch. They always <laughs> started to dangle that carrot. <laughs> Good night. Yeah, if I heard that one more time. Or that the food was the best thing about Google. Yeah. Which Read May summarize our yeah, thoughts. Yeah, so scale of one to ten. So we we breezed almost past because that's what's trying to get you well, at, on the uh, first on. impression. Let me finish my thought. Okay. <laughs> my whole point was like how Google is out of um, what their expectations are because we've heard like Google before say, hey, um, our KPI for you on pacing is to be within 20% of what the budget was. And now it's like their KPI is like for you to touch a customer once a quarter. It's like they're – their criteria for excellence, I guess, is nowhere near what we believe someone should be accepting as their criteria of excellence. Damn straight. That's all I mean. Yeah. All right, go back to your one to ten skip. Well, yeah. So I think some people, myself included, um, but what's it like to be hosted by Google? You know, what, I mean, this gets to that first impression. So, you know, I was definitely looking for the uh, tablet with the, you know, Wyckoff, Brennan, and Staley when we got off the plane, but I just, <laughs> I didn't see it. So that was my first disappointment. <laughs> Getting guys. Um, then it was like, okay, well, where are we going to stay? 
So the hotel that they encouraged us to stay at with a very friendly, like 10% Google discount was still like 500 bucks a night. Uh, plus it sold out. So it made an easy decision <laughs> for us. We couldn't do that. But the campus we went to was Redwood City, not Mountain View. So that's, I don't want to call it the Redhead Stepchild because they actually just built it recently. I think they call it the Grove. And it, it's a very nice complex, but it's in the middle of almost nowhere, the way it felt. You know, it's like very kind of, um, well, I, I don't want to be too critical of Redwood City, but not like the most flourishing area in the world. Um, and so we ended up, you know, trying to find an economic solution for our, our hotel. And, uh, well, I won't name, name Reed, the hotel. <laughs> we, we got a jacuzzi in our room, so. Oh, I had a jacuzzi in my room too, <laughs> Big Daddy. Yeah, and I thought about it. But, um, yeah, I think it was a senior home, uh, senior living that was converted into a motel because they had the giant bar like for, like, handicapped and old people to actually get in and out of the tub. And then there were giant signs, like, for, like, you know, hot water, you know, like <laughs> – so interesting digs. Um, and by the way, we, we, we covered that ourselves. And so when we got there, I was like, okay, I'm ready for Disneyland. And we walked in, we had a little taste of that because they, when you walk through the, uh, the hallway or whatever, it's mood based on some level and they have like AI, like cameras, like in all the flowers or, I mean, that was, maybe I'm confusing or blending. No, 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 you- they did have an entryway that was lit up with all different types of lights that right. kind of changed as you walked through. It had cameras too. Yeah. Yeah. It can, yeah. Cameras between every different like pillar, if you will. Yeah. And it we was later like 30. found out that they could change the logo of the person entering. So if based you on were, your company, yeah, based on your company, they can switch out the logo, which was cool, but we didn't have a logo. It's cool, but yeah, we never <laughs> saw our logo. It's like, here's what we could do, but we're not going to do. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. So yeah. Then once we got through, um, less Disney-esque, but still, you know, cool atmosphere. They had, I mean, there's plenty of pictures, so just jump on our Instagram if you want to take a look. But they had, like, an AI fireplace, so it was, like, a gazillion tablets that, you know, were, pr- were pretty slick. And then, you, you blew my, like... Um, oh, were you going there? <laughs> the fireplace. <laughs> well, I mean, like, Google's talking about all of this stuff we should do with AI and we can do with AI, and they wouldn't really like show us anything about how AI performance outperforms a human Pepsi challenge, any of that stuff. Right, right. And then they're like, if you guys really want to see some AI, go check out our AI enabled fire. Right. And exactly. I was like, it looks like the Yule log. So what, yeah. like, what do I care about? What, what is so AI about this? Not a log, but in the log that you, since you think I have that log. Yeah. Do you, can you guys quote that movie? Oh, no. Oh, geez. All right. Christmas vacation. Oh, I should. At least that. half should of the go. people listening, yeah. which is like two, uh, I'm sure got that. But yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. And th- they did have like, I don't know, it, it looked a little like the, uh, what is it? Amazon rank cafe or whatever. Uh, the Google sign. It was, it was like, I don't know whether it's fake plants or whatever oh, that. Yeah. 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 So I'm just trying to like. Uh, help as far as like visually what we were walking into nice facility definitely felt like they spent money on it yeah but um well they had a nice uh the outdoor patio was pretty sweet they had a s'more set up that was just insane um (laughs) i sent that picture to my girls and uh, miranda's like that was not a good idea like they were (laughs) wicked jealous and very few people took them up on it so back to the food though and being hosted by google i was uh moderately impressed um and uh, I did think that the snacks were pretty damn good. So good. we didn't get the lobster tacos or whatever somebody brought up because we heard about all the, the chefs, you know, the private chefs that they have at Google. But, yeah, the, the cookies that I had, insane. 
Nicole, back me up here. They were super good. Um, probably one of the best cookies I've had in a very long time. Yeah, and they had ceviche, which was solid. Not oh, incredible, but it was solid. And then they had the guac, uh, which was, you know, it was well done. Um, I'm yeah. trying to think. Are there, are there any other snacks that I'm missing? But they had vegan well, they water. Had, um, <laughs> they also had the first day after the session. In between sessions, they had um, those, like, health shots. So I think it was right, Suja Juice. Call. They had, yep. like, the immunity, energy, different shots like that, which was pretty cool. Totally. And the red, you know, here's my air quote. So now we're at three. Uh, he, David, two, read one. Um, on the, the house cab, that was, like, really Amazing. silky yeah. smooth yeah i was like damn oh and my my highlight of the google trip was actually the coffee everybody the coffee here at digital knows i'm one of the worst coffee snobs like in the universe and they more than met my expectation i bought an espresso for the office and reed uh, boycotted any use of an espresso <laughs> well you know you can't cut corners with me so um, but yeah, that, that was the, the Google experience for the most part. They had really fun videos too. I captured a couple of those. So those are like pirated, um, that I, I can't remember if I posted on our Slack channel, probably crossing that NDA there, but, um, just really fun, like intros. So there, there was some nice stuff. Um, when we sat down, you know, we got some books and, uh, pads and Google tchotchkes and it was quite a like theater, I guess, like that we sat in and went through the process. Um, so I'm just trying to give a little bit of love and, you know, help people sit in our shoes. Well, it definitely, like, we just held our first Digital Summit this past, what was it, August? Yeah. And I thought it went off pretty well, considering, as I like to say, I'd never hosted a birthday party before. And I didn't do most of the planning for this, but it just, it went off, it went off decently. I will say, like, Summit for Summit, I feel like, obviously, theirs is more polished than what, what ours was. Definitely better food, definitely, like better AV setup and, and all that stuff. But also like the promise was under delivered. And I feel like maybe we hopefully did the reverse where like our promise, we over delivered more on the content and the meat of things, but we could use a little bit more pomp and circumstance with, with our setup. So the way that we would, like you're saying, intro videos ahead of sessions that set it up and um, just kind of the overall experience of things. Anything to add, Nicole? I was just thinking about the relationship aspect. Um, obviously, that's super important to me, but I felt that was lacking a little bit with their whole channel sales team or channel account management team. I can't remember exactly what it was called, um, but I was just expecting, I don't know, just to, for them to put more of an effort into getting to know us, our company. I've been personally kind of in and out of the Google relationship, but Reed, obviously you have had weekly calls with them for some time now, but it didn't seem... It, it just felt kind of awkward to me. Like it didn't seem like they did a you know good job of making us feel comfortable or really explaining kind of the day and who we should talk to and how things are going to go. Um, so I think, you know, that's some of the squishier stuff, but really important that was kind of lacking. Couldn't agree more. Um, it, you know, it felt a little like, I guess, turn and burn, you know, it's like, this is this crop and then next year we'll get to the next and, you know, just, very systematized, which on some level, you know, we all appreciate and understand, but, uh, those, those, I guess, subtle touches, the, the people part of it was, was a miss for me too. Um, you know, I, because I have had plenty of exposure to them before, um, it, I wasn't expecting much more than that, but I think that they can get better at that for sure. I mean, the other part of it is most of the companies there on some level, uh, are category based. It's inevitable, right? Like even if you serve the the, all of the, the business population, um, you're going to have 
just by percentages, more of one particular category. And while they acknowledge that, you would hope, and David, I think, hit this a few times in that marathon meeting, like, you know, what kind of data and insights, advantages, frankly, can you offer us? And it's not to be naive about it. Certainly, we all understand, like, they're they're not going to give us, um, you know, things that would be breaching any kind of confidentiality or data that they can't hand over, but it just didn't seem like they, back to Nicole's point, on some level were prepared or thoughtful about, you know, the different categories that those companies represented. Because that's, at the end of the day, what we're really hoping to pass back to our clients is it's like, you know, we are laser focused right now on, on the apartment industry and really multifamily. So give us some nuggets, give us something that we can take back and make, you know, uh, put in our clients' hands and give them an advantage. So that, that was frustrating too. Yeah, I don't know if you now want to move into the two-hour meeting. Yeah, two-hour meeting, and then let's call it a wrap. Yeah, um, yeah. so the, for the two-hour <laughs> Google meeting, like, we went up there, and I think they had a presentation to show us, and it was all around sales, like, how much have you guys sold and how much you think you'll sell, and they couldn't even get to the first slide for the for the first 30 minutes of the meeting, and then eventually they just gave up and turned off the, the presentation, and it was more of the, us – I felt like being pretty pointed <clears throat> at them. Well, I think that was kind of a takeaway from the panel. So the one of the main things that the panel, I mean, they did a great job overall. That was one of the best sessions. But they had very um, transparently said, like, push on your Google rep to kind of make the most out of your relationship. It seems like they have this kind of canned template of how they work with these accelerator partners or acceleration yeah. partners. Um, and a lot of the panel said like, you know, we're an ad tech company or, you know, here's our niche and that didn't work for us. And so really push on your partners and the relationship to kind of make the most out of it because the kind of, you know, out of the box approach is not going to work for every company. And so I think that was obviously interesting hearing that. And then going into our meeting, it's like, okay, let's approach this differently. Let's try and be more forward with how we see the relationship pushing forward. Um, and because we weren't getting that necessarily from our rep, we kind of just took that into our own hands to really ask for what we wanted. Yeah. You hit on some great stuff there. One, it sounds super familiar. That's how we've said you should be with your own partners in apartment marketing, push on us if we're your vendor or whoever your vendor is to get right. the most out of them. Squeaky wheel gets the grease type of thing, but tell them very clearly what you need and what you want. And the partner panel hit that w well. Like they just hit they that. They were super open about that. I thought it was great. I was, I kind of, I mean, I feel more comfortable about doing this podcast because they were so open, right? It's like right. they went through the program last year. When they got up on stage, I didn't feel like they pulled punches. They were, no. they were pretty, uh, they won us over because they were just so like direct, but you're right. And in, in, in the meeting, because of all that, we just went, we didn't pull punches. We went in there with like three or four things that we said, here's what we really need. And um, they didn't they didn't have anything for us. So to give you an, uh, to give an example to the audience of what um, kind of the way they come at us packaged is they're like, hey, have you used our sales script? No. Um, did you make 100 calls every day this week, 100 cold calls? It's like, no. So it's very just like boiler room-esque the way they had approached us previously about trying to do sales. And anybody that's talked to us before knows that's not that's not how we, we go to market. And instead, it's more, as Reed was hitting them, like give us some data. Give us some more apartment-centric data or loan us some of your data scientists or something something of that nature. Yep. Well, um Maybe more bouncing around here, but back to some other highlights. 
since Nicole and I both mentioned some of the outside speakers that that we connected with, David, uh, well, I don't want to say struggled, but uh, got more maybe out of one than the other. Um, that said, uh, you know, some that you would expect from Google is that they'd have some pretty good connects, um, as well as deep pockets to put some pretty dynamic people in front of you. And one of those for me, for sure, was Eric Quammen. Uh, I didn't actually, um, it's crazy. Um, this guy, so internally, um, and again, not spoiler alert, but, uh, Digible is working on an end of year, like kind of recap video for the industry that we're super excited about. Um, but the inspiration of it was a, a social series that I had been exposed to probably 10 years ago. Um, that was just about social nomics and how that's kind of taken over the world. And it had gone viral back in the day and now it's turned into this like long series. Come to find out, um, Eric Quammen was, is basically the author of, of those videos. So it kind of blew my mind. David was cracking up, turned over to me as soon as, uh, we discovered that. Um, but he was just covering, um, digital innovation and leadership. And, uh, I thought he had all sorts of fun nuggets and just a phenomenal presentation. And if I have this right, he's like number two to JK Rowling right now on, um, most known authors in the world. So, um, he wears these funky green glasses by all means, search him. Uh, you'll get a gazillion hits, um, and a lot of fun videos, um, but the things that were just weird fun facts that he brought up, so this is less, I guess, substantive, but uh, was, you know, the the multitask and just, I still can't get that out of my head. He was saying, you know, so many of us do this. It, it's like kind of just necessary evil, it feels like these days. But that if you do try to multitask instead of switch tasking, which is to say really narrow your focus and, you know, in small bites, like between different tasks, rather than try and do two things at the same time, that your IQ actually drops 15 points as a result, and that's the equivalent of, of not having 36 hours of sleep, consecutive uh, hours of no sleep. So, yeah, I, I can't get that one out of my head. The other one that was fun that we actually shared with UCOM, uh, one of our clients when we were in their annual manager's meeting, was uh, that uh, a way to de-stress by 25% is to stand up like a superhero with your head kind of tilted up, your arms at your waist and your chest sticking out and hold that. What was it for two minutes? Two minutes. Two minute power yeah, pose. Yeah. Which feels like a freaking it eternity. <laughs> um, but, uh, well, I shouldn't say but because I have not started doing that every morning, <laughs> but I may try. So, um, but yeah, bigger picture was definitely like about how to connect, how to inspire, how to innovate and uh, walked us through all sorts of great use cases that, you know, I won't, um, you know, prolong, I guess this podcast, with. but <laughs> it was good stuff. He really hit me hard. How about, how about you, Nicole? Then yeah, we'll I thought bit. it was amazing. Um, I loved his, um, his talk. He basically opened up, he has a book called, uh, the digital leader. And, um, he was saying that the top three leadership books are, you know, were written 10 plus years ago before the digital age. So a lot of his content was around how to lead a team with technology, which obviously <laughs> it's home for us. Um, and his mission was to, uh, entertain, educate, and empower. And that really stuck with me. So obviously I loved it if I'm reciting back his mission to you, to you all. Yeah, um, that's strong. I don't know if our folks could recite our mission to us. So that was a key takeaway it. for me is like, could our team recite back our mission? And actually I had a team meeting on Thursday, that speak, uh, speech or presentation was on Wednesday and we went through our team core values. So definitely took a lot away from it. Cool. We still have to cover the Google tour. Yeah, that, 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 <laughs> it's own. well, that won't take long either. I mean, it either could be its own or it wouldn't take long. But uh, maybe you were, you know, you weren't, I guess, connecting things as much uh, with Eric. 
uh, Qualman, but what about, uh, was it Jamie uh, McIntosh? Or what were your thoughts about her? Because she talked to us a lot about leadership, inspiration, kind of intimacy, credibility, you know, a lot of the things I know that you hold near and dear to your heart. So I don't know if she had more of an effect on you or if you if it was kind of over two with the those speakers. What Reed's saying is like with Qualman, I could tell he had the room like, you know, as he wanted it and I and I was looking around confused because I just wasn't connecting as much with him I thought he had some really good stuff in there like the facts that Reed had said um, that he mentioned those and more uh, he had his slides were beautiful like they weren't they were all moving you know and I don't even know what pre- I meant to ask him what presentation like software he uses because it was it was legit um, but I did I what I what I had said to Reed and Nicole's I didn't connect with it because sometimes his image would be of something else that didn't connect with what he was saying. And it wasn't giving me the emotion, emotional connection I was expecting. So you have this really flashy image that's like moving um, and like a roller coaster back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then you're talking about something else. And it, to me losing, he tried to incite an emotional connection with that flashy image. I wanted to connect with it, but then it wasn't connecting with whatever his talking points were. And so that, short-circuited my brain and I was like well I, I, it it is now having less of an impact on me but I thought he was strong yeah you were also rightfully um not frustrated but you know immediate disconnect was that the title I think was innovation by design yeah and that wasn't at all really the focus I mean he touched on innovation but it was definitely more what Nicole mentioned which is about leadership yeah truly uh you know dynamic speaker but it it was one of those where it can be a bit of a hit or miss as far as like what i really take back but i am impressed that nicole is able to recite that and while i think uh our staff just connecting that would easily be able to say hey this is what we're about um it wouldn't roll off their tongue where there's like one clear mission right and i on some point not to be a nonconformist, like part of that I struggle with because I've been in so many meetings, so many companies where, you know, you try to wrestle that at the ground. Frankly, we did that last year at our retreat and it's like, you know, is this, how is this, you know, really, I guess going to change or benefit us. And that may sound dense, you know, cause obviously you want people to know like what's that overarching mission. Um, but I've just found them to be so cliche. It's like everyone's just trying to find a way to avoid almost saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I detest that where it's like we just found the one millionth and one you know, version of the same freaking mission statement that everybody else has. So uh, but that's a cop out. You know, um, it's worth, you know, the, the effort. And I think we we can do better than that. And our, our staff certainly deserves that. So um, they'll be hearing more of that uh, as we embark on retreat number two. Right. And I love how Nicole's taking it to her own team. Yeah. And saying we, her own team needs their own purpose and mission. Yeah, because I think it's obviously great for us to have, you know, our digital core values and mission, but having a team specific uh, mission as well. I think it really just helps on those day-to-day scenarios. Like you're in the weeds, you're responding to client emails, like maybe you're trying to freeze something a, a certain way or pulling report a certain way. And it's like, if you just have, you know, a clear mission, it's like that can always kind of be in the back of your head on how you should respond, how to hold yourself to a higher level of standards. Right. Yeah, I think it, it's very, uh, I guess, parallel to the KPIs that we preach and talk about um, with our clients and internally that we have a roll-up of that, right? Like there's right. the company KPIs and we exactly. want everybody to understand that. But realistically, like you should have different KPIs by department. And so I think it's the same thing when it comes to kind of that overarching mission is like, yeah, we have one for the company, but we love to see that subculture developing and have each department own, own their own. 
Yeah. And another thing that he hit on, and I know we're trying to get to the Google tour, um, but he talked a lot about creating um, how people use to-do lists and how if you all look at your to-do list, you know, he was like, how many people have 30 plus items on there? Probably everyone (laughs) raised their hands. Um, And he was actually saying, you know, in your head, you may have a very clear understanding of what the priorities are on that list. So maybe number two is the most important. But the way our brains are wired, um, your brain is going to be thinking at thinking about number 28. So he really recommends actually having two lists. One is a to-do list and one is a not-to-do list, which he uh, rebranded as a not-yet list, um, so that you really clearly distinguish here you know, are the really boiled-down things that I have to do today, um, and then all of these things are on the not-yet list. So really just helps your brain kind of distinguish between the two, and that's something that I definitely think that we can implement pretty easily. 100%. That was a great one. So do you want to move, uh, kind of end this sucker with the Google tour, or did you have something else you want to jump in? Uh, maybe as I'm turning back around, obviously I phrased that my intro is more sour than, um, well, than maybe it should have been. But uh, they did co- cover a couple things that I thought were interesting. They were like, they were really pushing, pick a niche. Don't, do we say niche or niche? What have we said? I was going to ask, I wasn't sure. It's, it's, it's niche, even in America. We're sure? Yes, positive. Okay, niche. We'll stick to that. So um, pick a niche, which obviously we've done a great job of. Use technology to scale um, so that you're not trying to always throw humans at the issue, at the problem. Didn't and really that's a great point. I'll jump in on that. Um, use technology to scale both internally and externally. So how can you create internal systems using technology? And if you have something so good, can you turn it into an external product, which is basically, you know, obviously how we created Fiona. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, no, that that was a great point. They said build a bunch of internal tools, test them, and if they work, then productize them and sell them. Great. So great example for Digible might be we we built a um, a software to go out and check our client's website every day to see if, if the call tracking is still there or if it fell off. So that's been an internal tool, but now we've been thinking about inc- uh, wrapping that into Fiona's offering so that Fiona would now tell you proactively, hey, call tracking's busted, go fix it. Um, so that's a clear example. Um, and then the other thing they were saying is uh, surprisingly already, because we all believe that mark- digital marketing is getting bigger and bigger, they showed graphs about how it's continually trending up and it's going to be X billions of dollars moving forward. Don't you want your own piece of that pie was their message. But they said that there are less digital agencies today than there were a year ago. They didn't give hard numbers. They just said that people are being phased out or companies are, are being phased out as the more sophisticated agencies start to, um, well, utilize tech so that they can go beyond what a human can do. So I thought that was sort of interesting that we've already hit that tipping point, according to them. Yeah, and that hammer home the point to me. It's like you guys need to waken up and, I mean, you clearly have the data. You know this is happening, but how are you guys adapting to this or adjusting things like this program, the summit, you know, for what's happening, because that consolidation to me is based on the fact that your day-to-day digital agency, I guess your standard run-of-the-mill, that's just reselling uh, commoditized digital inventory is not is not a lasting model. Um, with all the margin compression, and again, like David said, the sophistication, uh, the advent of, of, or maybe, you know, broader adoption of AI and ML is just going to supplant those types of agencies. So either like, you know, get with it or, or you're going to be extinct. So, um, on that charming note, um, let's, let's move to the tour. 
All right. Um, who wants to go first? Well, first, <laughs> first off, I'll, I'll start. Uh, I won't do too much of the tour. Because I thought the bus was the best part, but maybe I'm stealing your, your stick here. I actually was going to say the bus, they gave us a great bus. Okay. It's like we need a All good right, one of these for the summit next year. <laughs> go Took ahead. my fire and now my bus. Um, no, I was actually going to say it was a really weird day to do the tour because they, they called it, it, you know, it's the week before Halloween, so they called it Google, Googleween. Googleween. Googleween, thank you. And so they had everybody was to bring their, you know, kids to work uh, dressed up in, in Halloween outfits, which I thought was super cute for the few that we saw, but by the time we got to the Google campus, it felt like... Empty. Em- empty, yeah. It felt like it was ghost town, like yeah. Google shutting down they're closing for business <laughs> because like everybody was gonzo which is different than the other tours i've done um, but as i noted on that tour they also mentioned right before that it was the the kids week and so they they said at least that's what that gal well, i think it was dana who was with mm-hmm. us but she was like that's right i forgot about that so mm-hmm. they wouldn't want to have their kids around until five o'clock so i think they right. said they made an early day out of it that's what i'm saying like so we went yeah. in the afternoon yeah it was dead yeah, it was totally dead, which just felt really weird. It was like we were touring Chernobyl's campus or something <laughs> at that point. <laughs> right. All right. So anyways, that's my bit. I'll let you guys go. Um, in their defense, I feel like it all depends on your tour guide because we did pass another group that was giving more history and what the buildings were used for and how, you know, the executives sit in this building and they, you know, built this staircase for ease of access to meet clients and things like that. But our tour guide... She was just very focused on the perks of working at Google, which I think is interesting, but I think we spent way too much time on that. Not a ton of time about like the buildings we were going through, like the campus. Um, I don't feel like I got a good feel for the, the Mountain View at all. Not, not her fault, uh, you know, that she, you know, basically, I think she was like an East German, like, judge Yeah, I think it was great, because she had mentioned that you can volunteer to do tours on your, like, lunch hour and stuff, so that was, I think, how she got roped into it i don't think she was a seasoned tour guide right yeah that was voluntary uh, you know so her heart was there you know but uh she was lacking some of the insights (laughs) that some of the other tour guides had so you don't want to do the accent i'm no i think i'm I'm so close please don't (laughs) (laughs) she was like we'll skip the accent but we'd go into a building i'm like what's this building for she's like it's building 47 i'm like and what's it for it's like you come here and work I was like, okay, but are there like departments? She's like, you work with your team. It's like, okay, yeah, thanks for <laughs> the yeah. tour. I actually thought since this was, I think, David, your third time visiting the Google campus, at one point you were just giving me the tour. <laughs> I don't know, Reed, if you caught on to that, but David was just giving the Google tour for them. So My last guides are phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so, I mean, they have, uh, I forget, uh, it's an exact replica of the uh, – um, was it uh, not a T-Rex? It was a T-Rex. Was it a T-Rex? Yeah, I don't know what the big deal is about that, but they made it a point um, to highlight that. Uh, that's in kind of the courtyard of, of the campus. And then they showed us uh, some of the different cafes that have these you know personal chefs that are making different you know items and customized really by the individual, which is obviously pretty cool. And then we did hit the, the mood uh, flowers. So I had that wrong a little bit when we first walked in. We saw that at the main campus and that was fun. So you walk up and based on the expression on your face, it changes colors. So there's again, a few of those on our Instagram. 
um, handle. And then, uh, what else? There was an airplane that was up there, uh, hanging over us. Um, that was another like exact replica though. I don't even think it was the original. Right. Of, of like a space orbiter or something. Yeah. So again, a little weird for me. That's like highlighting a print of, uh, you know, the Mona Lisa. It's like, check this out. This is an exact print of the Mona Lisa. <laughs> so what? Why don't we get exact replicas of, uh, yeah. of T-Rexes? They can be about six inches high. <laughs> sit on my desk. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, they did talk about bring your dog to work day, but they, unlike the Amazon tour that Nicole and I took two weeks ago when we were in Seattle, Amazon was saying that they have uh, one in seven people bring their dog to work every day. So a phenomenal amount of dogs. But in Google, she said, hey, everybody can, but we didn't we didn't get good stats. I was curious if there were more Googlers than Amazoners that, that did that. Yeah, I didn't see like pooper scoopers running around. So that's a lot to keep up with. Amazon did have a building <laughs> specifically for a dog cafe, though. So I don't know if you remember that. It was a uh, kitchen yeah. just for dog food. So I didn't yeah. see that either. Yeah, yeah. Treat their dogs well at yeah. the Amazon. Well, then, you know, the tour... I don't know. I mean, if you can't already tell, cause I feel like this is devolving quickly, like the, the, even the recap of the tour, but there wasn't a lot going on. It was, it was dead. And we only went into like maybe one building or two. Um, and yeah. So then it was like, okay, well, what's happening over there? And a couple people turned to us, maybe the other tours, I don't know, Nicole, but they were like, well, that's where, you know, the insane, like kick-ass gym is. That's where the lap pool is. That's where yep. all the cool shit is, basically. It's like, wait a second. We were like, can we go there? Yeah, like, why aren't we getting to see that? So I don't know if, if David, on those other two tours, you saw that, but that, that was a little... A t- they didn't ever take us to, like, those kind of facilities. On the other ones, they did take us into um, the paid search museum or whatever, which I was telling you guys about at the end when they took us to the gift shop, and they were like, buy all the Google swag you want. No discount. Um, <laughs> right, right. No dollars, no Google dollars. And Nicole's like, "Oh, this this Cotopaxi jacket. This is awesome. Like one hundred twenty dollars." <laughs> right, right. This little frisbee here is nineteen ninety nine because it says you Google bought your on girls it. some like pencil erasers or something. Yeah, I got them steel straws. Yeah, yeah. and paid like five bucks a yeah. piece. So the the coolest part of the tours that I had done before was um, well, we got to eat in the cafeteria before, which was nice. phenomenal. Um, and then we, we got to go to the paid search museum where it shows here was the paid search team when they started and it was like two people. And then every year that team does a ski trip. And so by like the 14th trip or whatever you see, there's like a thousand people. They've just rented out the resort and that, uh, they had a lot of like behind the scenes stuff and timelines and, um, actual notebooks and drawings, um, basically of like how they had come up with different algorithms, like super, super interesting meaty stuff versus, I'll call her Olga, telling us that we could live in the parking lot if uh, if we wanted to. <laughs> I'm just, oh boy, that <laughs> well, she, out, she, out of the <laughs> one thousand times that you try to get a name right, this would be it because <laughs> that was actually accurate. Oh boy, she, well we love you. we love she, you, Olga. We really do. How long um, did she talk about living it, in your car in the parking lot? She's like, you can shower here and eat here and. Yeah. Get your laundry done. Yeah, I don't know, but it was disturbing. Um, all right, so we're going to say sayonara to, to Olga and all the rest. Um, we're, you know, let's not be confused here. We're super thankful um, and love our partnership with Google. Just wasn't entirely what we were expecting. I think, you know, it's a fair way of putting it. Um, but, yeah, here's to next time, right? Cheers. Till next time. Out. Thank you.